Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, you know I bring it, right? Well, I'm really bringing it today, baby. Heck yeah. You know, I have a legend here with me today, and I am incredibly, incredibly honored to bring this legend to you. Dickie Lee, say hello to everyone. Hey, Jerry, and hey, everybody else that's listening out there, and I'm uh, honored to be on your show, Jerry. Listen, I'm honored to have you on my show. Are you kidding me? You know, Dickie, you know, I want to say this so everyone out there hears this. You know, growing up, and I always say this, I was born too late because I'm 60 years old. And, you know, this music, I remember growing up and thinking, all I want to do is hear Elvis, doo-wop, oldies. And when I heard Patches, I remember smiling and having tears come to my eyes and saying, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And to this day that song resonates not only with me, but I think with everyone all over the world. Well, you know, it's, I feel the same way about that song as you do. As, as we were talking before we went on the air, I did not write that song, but when it was first presented to me, it just knocked me out. I just loved it. You know, was that, I guess it was that teenage thing. I just, I just loved the song. And I've even had people say, you know, that's, you know, why would you do a death song? And I always come back, well, why would you like, Romeo and Juliet. Right. Wow. Yes. Oh, I love that. You know, um, so I'm going to bring something up here. So I know you're not 85 yet. Not yet. (laughs) But you are this month. So happy birthday, sweetheart. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. I I thought I'd be dead by now, really. Listen, God. No, no. I can't believe I'm still out there doing shows. Listen, Not as many as I used to, but I'm still doing them. God needs you around a little bit more, baby, for all of us. Well, yeah, I think I think most of my fans are dead today. Aww. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I don't know about maybe, that. Maybe there are a few left. Maybe there's a lot left. Um, you know, everyone that I've spoken to that I said I'm going to be interviewing you, every single one of them was going crazy. They're all listening. So your fans are here. So we've got some people in the chat room that are saying hello to you. Um, You know, Babalu, I just want to give him a huge shout out because he's always front and center seat in my chat room and he does my sound and he says the sound is great and hello to you. Um, Mikey the Baron of Bayside, Danny P, he was just on before me. What a great show he had. Diane, hello. And I want to tell you something. Um, I have people in Australia listening. Okay, AJ is sharing this already. We've got Limpy sharing it. We've got, oh my God, Ellie in Ireland. Okay, she messaged me this morning. Okay, Anthony from the UK. I mean, you are being heard everywhere. So your fans are alive and well, sweetheart. Wow, that's that's really overwhelming. I just, you know, I can't believe it. Alive and well, believe me. Well, I, I... Every one of them I appreciate so much. So I'm going to ask you to do me a little favor. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to play, of course, Patches. I want to open with that. But would you give us a little taste, acapella? Okay, I'll do my best. It's a little early for me. Here we go. Okay. Down by the river that flows by the coal yards. Stand wooden 
houses with shutters torn down. There lives a girl everybody calls Patches. Patches, my darling of old Shanty Town. That is amazing. Guys, you heard it here, right here on the Jerry Petito Show on RTR. Dickie Lee, are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is where I give a shout out to RTR, Remember Then Radio, okay? Stevie and Angel, the owners, because without them in this platform, this would not have just happened. Oh my gosh, thank you, sweetheart. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play patches for everyone. Here we go, guys. Alright. Legend. Down by the river that flows by the coal yards. Stand wooden houses with shutters torn down. There lives a girl everybody calls Patches. Patches, my darling, of old Shanty Town. We planned to marry when June brought the summer. To make patches my bride Now I don't see how It ever can happen My folks say no And my heart breaks inside Patches, oh what can I do? I swear I'll always love you But a girl from that place will just bring me disgrace So my folks won't let me love you Each night I cry as I think of that shanty And pretty patches there watching the door She doesn't know I can't come to see her Patches must think I don't love her no more I hear a neighbor Telling my father He says a girl Named a Patches was found Floating face down in that dirty Yards in old shanty town. Patches, oh, what can I do? I swear I'll always love you. It may not be right, but I'll join you tonight. Patches. First of all, your voice sounds exactly like that now. That song is amazing, and I want to thank you so much for giving that to the world. 
Well, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's incredible. Um, let's give a shout out to our connection, Lois. Okay. Hey, Lois. Maybe she's listening. Yes, yes. She will be listening. If she isn't now, she will be. Yes, love Lois. Thank you for connecting me with this incredible legend. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell me, like, when it really started. Well, I guess, I guess it really, it really started. I didn't know it was starting at the time, but I guess in junior high school, and uh, that's when I first started writing songs. I, I remember I bought my. Uh, I, I was just a. I was a music freak, you know. I listened to all kinds of radio. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I, I pretty much grew up there. I moved to Nashville in '69, but I listened to all kinds of music, and really, I, I love country music. I still do. In fact, I've had a rock and roll career and a country career, but uh, there were some great there were some great disc jockeys in Memphis, and I started listening to them. And by the time I got to high school, there was a there was a, a senior in high school when I was about, I guess maybe a, a freshman, but he was kind of Mr. Everything. He, uh, he was uh, really this really neat-looking guy. He was a great athlete, and he would on Fridays, he would play a guitar sometimes for our, for our high school assemblies, and I thought, wow, man, that's, that's what I really want to do. So this guy, I mean, he, he, he never knows it. I don't even know if he's alive or not today, but he's the guy that really got me thinking professionally. You know, I thought, I want to be just like that guy. And I want, I want to play sports. If I play sports and I play my guitar, maybe I can get some girls. So, <laughs> anyway, that's 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 the way it got started. And uh, I had a there was a disc jockey in Memphis. He's passed uh, since then, but his name was Dewey Phillips, a great great disc jockey. But uh, I went up to I went up uh, oh, about my senior year in high school. I went up to his radio show one night and, and waited for him to get off the air. And I don't know, I was just crazy enough to do this stuff. And I said, his name was Dewey Phillips. I said, Mr. Phillips, I said, could I, would you listen to, to a couple of songs that I've written? And much to my surprise, he said, yeah, I'll listen. So uh, I got my guitar. I played a couple of songs. And he said, hey, those are pretty good. He said, have you got a band? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, if you put a band together, you give me a call and come back and let me hear them with a band. So so I did. I got my my band was composed of students from uh, Rhodes College. It was Southwestern at the time in Memphis State. I went to Memphis State University, which is now the University of Memphis. But uh, got some guys together and uh, started rehearsing, and then uh, contacted him later, and uh, he uh, he listened to the stuff. And actually, these two songs we recorded them right there it was WHBQ radio in Memphis. We recorded both songs in their studios and he got it. He got it out on a little five by nine label called Tampa records. And, uh, it was a, it was a mid South hit. There was any, anything, nothing, in, nothing national about it, but it was a, it was a smash. It came out the same day that, that Elvis's all shook up came out. Oh baby. I, I remember <laughs> In Memphis, it went up, it went up the charts, and I, it, it went all the way to number two, and I was one slot behind Elvis all the way to the top. I never got to number one because I got to number two, but our, our records just just rode continuously all the way to the top and then down. But that's that's kind of what got me started. And then after that record, uh, Dewey uh, knew Sam Phillips, who uh, who owned Sun Records, and he got me on Sun. 
and from there I went to Sun and had a few years with them, and that's how I got started. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, speaking of Memphis, you know, music is a must for you to keep your joy, especially if it's Elvis, because Elvis is my boy, baby. Oh, I loved Elvis. I got to know him real well. I mean, Elvis is my boy. So you got to know Elvis. Yeah. So tell us a spec. Well, Dewey, Dewey took me out to Elvis's house right after my record came out, and he was, uh, he was just very gracious to me. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, we were we were never great friends, and I never tried to take advantage of him. But I would I would go out every once in a while. We went to some movies together, uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, he was just he was just a super guy to me. Well, I still have the ticket in the frame. I never got to the concert. He passed away before that concert. I was sixteen. My mom finally said I could go. Um, I, I was going to go with a aunt who saw him a couple times, met him, kissed him, got a scarf and he passed away. So I have that ticket in a frame in my Elvis poker room. I had a poker table made, um, 2000 poker chips I made with Elvis and I got to interview Mary and his nurse a few years ago. So she's yeah. still in my life and I got a hello from Priscilla. I was supposed to meet her through this COVID, but I'm hoping that still happens. And I actually got to interview Elvis Aaron Presley Jr., um, and the interview went great. I was reluctant at first, but they sent me documents stating he had the rights to the name and I did the interview and it was beautiful. Um, I heard he was pretty talented too. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's actually 60 years old. He's my age. Yeah. Um, he was born in 61 as well. So I've been blessed except I never got to meet Elvis. So, um, if I ever get to meet you, I'd love to hug you even twice as much now, okay? <laughs> oh, no problem. Um, you know, it's funny. It's funny. My, uh, my wife, uh, way back when she was 13 years old, uh, her, she wanted to go to an Elvis concert, and her daddy wouldn't have let her. <gasps> she didn't speak to him for two years. Oh, oh, I held a grudge against my mom for making me wait, and he died. Oh, you have no idea. Yes. You know what? I think it's appropriate. Let's play Memphis Beat. Speaking of Memphis, here we go. Down the Mississippi where the water gets muddy. Forty-four schools where the kids don't study. Really, all hang around at the foot of Beale Street.
riding and a walking and a swimming. Gotta get a look at them good looking women. Oh, they march on down to the foot of Field Street. And dance all night to Memphis Beat. I'm going to Memphis where the beat is tough. Memphis, I can't get enough. It makes you tremble, it makes you weep. incredible song but before we talk about this song i have a surprise caller for you say hello hello dickie when are we getting together for our next duet Uh oh is that mike sure is (laughs) (laughs) how you doing good good how are you i'm doing great yeah we're the elderly brothers exactly Uh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Elderly brothers? I don't know. Speak for yourself. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anywhere near as old as you are. Well, that's true. Nobody, nobody's anywhere as old as I am. <laughs> well, maybe Methuselah. Stop it! <laughs> hey, pal, it's good to hear your voice. Good to hear yours too. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. No, we'll have to do that again sometime. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. You know, coming up, coming up north anytime soon? Uh, nothing, nothing that I know of right now, but I'm sure it'll happen sooner or later. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I hope that I can uh, get with you when you get here. We'll definitely do that. You know, um, I want to let everyone know who just called in as a surprise to L- Dickie Lee. Another legend here, baby, okay? Frank Jekyll, you know, the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. Give us a little something, something. Come on, baby, you could do it. Uh, Come on. Ask my friends about her. Just because I call her name somewhere. Just you know, because I dialed her number by mistake today. <laughs> she thinks I still care. <laughs> Oh my gosh, hey, this Jerry, is... Jerry, can you get us both on at the same time? You're both on. What, do you want to sing together? Oh, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you want to hear it? You want yes. To it? Okay. Yes. Let's, let's do about a verse, Frank. I'll start it off. Go ahead. Hope I don't forget anything like Darling, you can count on you guys oh my gosh that was so nice jerry do you, do you know do you know the song that i was singing before the whole world knows the song well i'm just asking oh my gosh you know um i, I didn't know whether you planned on talking about that song okay. or not because uh it's a very important song to talk about so go ahead 
you got a few minutes. Let's have it. Well, I, I, I don't have much to say about it, except there was a, an honor and a privilege to be able to sing it with Dickie on the stage when I was down in Jackson. We were down in Jackson not too long ago. Uh, but uh, the real story uh, has to come from the man himself. So go for it, Dickie. No, well, hey, I'm not sure what story you want me to tell. But I will say one thing, Jerry. This guy, not only is he a great singer, this guy is a fabulous guitar player. Puts me to shame. Oh. Nah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is amazing. He, he says that, but uh, the reality is he's a damn good guitar player. <laughs> you know, well, um, I mean. I'm a, I'm a left-handed guitar player. That's what makes me different. You I'm know. First of all, you're both incredible, but I want to let everybody out there know, you know, one, two, three, red light, simple Simon says, I mean, that's this guy here, okay, right here on the Jerry Petito show on RTR, calling in for this guy with patches. I mean, come on, it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better. You guys made my day. So, um, would you like to say anything else to your friend? Well, hey, are you talking to me or Frank? Well, both of you. Go ahead. <laughs> I, go I'm, for it. I'm just very happy he called in. I always love to hear him. He was, he was down in Nashville oh, a couple of months back, and uh, we got together and had lunch, and uh, just had a great time. He was down. I think he was down for a Chad Atkins guitar convention. Exactly. Like, like I say, he's a great guitar player, but that's all I got to say about that guy. Very cool. Yeah. Did I, did I, and I got one little quick thing to say about you. Um, that uh, two actually. Um, uh, I love your song. She thinks I still care. Um, I I don't know if you know this, Jerry, but he wrote that song. Dickie wrote that song, and it was a massive number one hit for several people, including George Jones and uh, who's that lady up from Canada? Her name escapes me at the moment. Oh, Ed Murray. Ed Murray. Yeah, they both had massive massive hits with that song, and, and Dickie wrote it. It's amazing. Cool? Very cool. Amazing. Well, my love, I want to thank you for calling in because you well, made... Well, you, you didn't let me do my second thing. Oh, oh. do it. Oh, no, no, do it. Uh, Dickie, I don't remember if, uh, if uh, I had lunch with you before or after I had an opportunity to have breakfast with Tommy Emmanuel. Do you, do you remember us discussing that? Uh, I think you were going to have breakfast with him after, but I know you were talking about him. Okay, well, I, well I, we, that did happen. It was a small, intimate group. There was only like maybe 10 or 15 of us uh, total. And uh, wouldn't you know it, somebody whipped out a couple of guitars. And, and next thing you know, uh, here I am sitting there picking and grinning and singing with Tommy Emmanuel. <gasps> That's which really is cool. Awesome. To totally amazing because that man is probably, you know, if not in my mind, he's the top acoustic guitar player in the entire world. And, uh, and I mean, most people would agree he's definitely in the, in the top couple. That's he is amazing. so fabulous, so fabulous, amazing, and he plays all over the world. And anyway, uh, this is not about Tommy. This is about Dicky. So I'll shut up. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank <laughs> you. Take care, you, Frank. Yes. Take care, Dicky. Love you, okay, Frank. Right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye. Wow. How cool was that, Dicky Lee? <laughs> that was pretty neat. <laughs> so tell us about the song we played, Memphis Beat. I know you have a little story. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, this this is I got a couple of stories actually. Uh, like Frank, I got a couple of stories. But, uh, Talk a little closer closer to the mic a little. Okay, is this better? Better, thank you. This this just goes 
about the life of a song sometimes. I wrote this song, Memphis B, with two other guys. Uh, one was Alan Reynolds. We came to Nashville together. He produced all the Garth Brooks hits. And another guy, he was a, a psychology professor at the University of Memphis. But the three of us, we would write a lot together. This is before we had anything going, Harley. Uh, way back in, in the in the late late 50s and early 60s, but uh, we wrote this we wrote this song and Jerry Lee Lewis recorded it, uh, Memphis B. And actually, he named his band the Memphis B. And uh, it was you know it was kind of a it was just an album cut. So this was 1966. So about 19 about 2014. So what this is close to 50 years later. I start getting these. I start getting these royalty payments uh, for <clears throat> Memphis Beat, and I'm thinking, where is this coming from? And, and then I, I get this great check. Well, I, I find out that there was a a, a cop show, a movie, uh, a, a series they started it was a summer replacement show called Memphis Beat, and it was it was it took place in Memphis. Uh, it was it was a police show. It was pretty good. And they used a lot of Southern rock music. I love that. Yes, I love Southern rock. And so anyway, you know, it lasted for two, three years, and that was it. But I thought, you know, to think all the money you make out of a song that you wrote 50 years ago is just just crazy. And then uh, what was even neater than that, in a way, they had a, that same year, they had a contest in Memphis about the most popular song that ever had had ever been written about Memphis, and there have been some great ones. And, so uh, cool. Memphis Beat came in number one. Um, yes, yeah, so Southern... I, I that was pretty cool. Southern Rock, Little Feet, Dixie Chicken, love it. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but that song, Memphis Beat, man, that, I love it. I want to play The Girl from Peyton Place next, because I know you also have a, a cool story about this song. So let's... <laughs> Girl from Peyton Place 
So I know you have a cool story about this song. Let's have it. Okay. Well, you know, one thing that's that's one of my favorite records, uh, as far as just the record production and all. I just kind of love that record. But the way the the reason that song came about, I was talking about my friend Alan Reynolds a while ago. Well, we we wrote this song at the time. We wrote for Screen Gems and Donnie Kirshner, who ran Screen Gems at the time. He called us and said, "Do you do you remember do you remember the movie Peyton Place?" Yes, I do, but yeah, huh? Okay, go I ahead. It been way before your time, I don't know. But anyway, it was, it was a big hit movie, I guess, back in the 60s. I and guess, it was a show, too. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, well, Donnie said, we're getting ready. We're going to do a TV show, and we're going to call it The Girl from Peyton Place, and we need a theme for it. And he said, I want you guys to write a theme. So that's that's how we happened to come about writing that song. We wrote the song. We really liked it. They really liked it. And for whatever reason, the show never came off. They, they never did it. So anyway, we had the song. So, you know, I just thought, you know, I like this. I like this record so much. Let's just go ahead and put it out anyway. And it was uh, it, it was about a, got the top 25 uh, on Billboard, I think, 25 or 30 okay. uh, in, in the top charts. Very cool. So um, I'm going to play... One of my other favorites of yours, I saw Linda yesterday. Here we go, baby. Nights didn't seem so long no more. Pain wasn't there like it was before. Just when I thought I was really okay. She says, happy birthday to you. Well, thanks, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Always be happy. Always, always. Oh, yeah. Always be happy. So come on, this song. What are you kidding me? Tell us about the song. Well, you know, this this was a a follow-up to Patches. And uh, Alan Reynolds, we also, the two of us, we wrote this song together. And and 
what happened, we were writing a song. We were actually writing a country song called I Saw Her Yesterday. And we got to thinking, and, and the record people said, hey, we need a, we need a, a, a single. You know, Patches ain't going to last forever. We need to have something. So we actually, we turned that song I Saw Her Yesterday into I Saw Linda Yesterday. And I, you know what? I've always been a, a great fan of Dion's. And I guess there's a... I guess there's a little Dion in there because I loved it so much. Yes. And, uh, you know, so we, that that's that's how that song came about. And it, it turned out to be a really big record for us. And, uh, you know, another story about it, I, I read years ago in People Magazine. I don't even know if People Magazine's around today. Maybe it is, but. Yes. Uh, I read where he said that Andy Warhol had played that song one night. He played it for about. 12 hours without let up just over and over again while he was painting trying to figure out the hidden meaning to it so i thought man i don't know about andy you know but <laughs> he, was, no, he was looking for a hidden meaning but you're right about the dion sound in there you're absolutely right amazing yeah and anyway, i think okay. that's that's why everybody like flipped out i mean the song was off the charts So cool. So now we're going to play Laurie. Here we go, baby. How come, listen, Linda, Laurie, where's the Jerry? I mean, how about the Jerry? You know what I'm saying? The Jerry song. You got to write one of those. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, Michael Diamore, every time he sings Sherry Baby and I'm there, he dedicates Uh it to me and sings Jerry Baby. And I always laugh and yell. (laughs) I always yell out, who's that Sherry chick anyway? I need a Jerry song. There you go, baby. (laughs) Here we go, Lori. Last night at the dance, I met Lori. So lovely and warm, an angel.
bit about this song. What a beautiful song. Okay, well, I mentioned earlier uh, Ben Annington, who was a psychology professor at, at the University of Memphis, uh, we wrote some with. Well, you know, one night we were the, we were together uh, trying to come up with something, and I, I said, uh, first of all, you know, I'm a, I'm a Stephen King, you know, supernatural, you know, he wrote all the supernatural thrillers, uh, and I'm a big Stephen King fan. So, oh, okay. Uh, so I got to thinking, what would it be like to have a ghost story on record? Uh, and we just tossed that idea around a little bit and then just kind of forgot about it. Well, about about a month later, uh, Hit, we were having a little writing session, and he comes in. So he's got the song Lauren. He sings it for us. Well, he he actually uh, he wrote the song, and uh, he, uh, he had a student in one of his classes, and she was a big folklore freak, and he was just talking to her about it, and he said, she gave me some great ideas he actually gave her half the song uh, because some of the ideas she gave him. But we thought, wow, you know, it's pretty neat. So we thought, well, let's let's record it and just see how it comes off. And uh, and if it works, you know, we'll we'll release it. If it doesn't, we won't. So we we recorded the song. And a little trivia there with the song: there were some of the some of the uh, artists on that record were uh, Norbert Putnam, who was a great bass player great bass player uh, from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. He said that was the first hit he ever played on. Boots Randolph was on it, and uh, Floyd Kramer played piano on it, and Ray Stevens was on it. So that was that was just kind of cool, but, you know, it turned out to be a big record for us. Amazing. I loved it. And this is also a beautiful song, Angels, Roses, and Rain. Let's play it, baby. All right. Last night my little girl came to my bedroom I heard her whisper softly from the door Daddy, I can't sleep cause I miss mama Does mama miss me like she did before? I took her in my arms and then I told her Darling, Mama misses you the same But little girls and daddies cry with teardrops Angels cry with roses and with rain Darling went outside I watched her as she walked among the roses I saw a little sadness in her eyes But then I heard a raindrop on the window And softly I 
song and Mikey the Baron of Bayside is loving all of your songs he said Jerry each song is so beautiful and he wants you to know that well I really appreciate that oh my goodness and he's right tell us a little bit about that song well you know there's no there's no real story to that a, a good friend of mine there were three writers and the main writer in Nashville Bob Marshall was a good friend of mine I just he played the song for me uh, and I just love the song and we recorded it. Was uh, got the number one in Cash Box. Wow! Uh, I just I just love that song. I like sad songs. I can't help it. Listen, we all but we all like sad songs because we we can all resonate and but then it gets us through being sad. Yeah, you know, true. so beautiful. Um, we're gonna get to play it. Uh, definitely, probably one or two more songs here. I'm hoping for three, but definitely two. So now let's play Mountain of Love. Here we go. Mikey, you are going to love this one too, sweet pea. Here we go. Standing on the mountain looking down on the city a doggone pity Teardrops falling down the mountainside Many times I've been here Many times I've cried We used to be so happy Here up above High on a mountain of love Night after night I've been standing here alone Weeping my heart out Till cold red dawn Hoping that you're lonely And you'll come here too Hoping just by chance that I'll get a glimpse of you Trying hard to find you somewhere up above High on a mountain of love Mountain of love, a mountain of love You should be ashamed You used to be a mountain of love But you just changed your name Way down below there's a half a million Somewhere there's a church with a great tall steeple Inside the church there's an altar full of flowers Wedding bells are ringing and they should have been ours That's why I'm so lonely here up above High on the mountain of love Mountain of love, the mountain of love You should be ashamed You used to be a mountain of love 
But you just changed your name Way down below there's a half a million people Somewhere there's a church with a great tall steeple Inside the church there's an altar full of flowers Wedding bells are ringing and they should have been ours That's why I'm so lonely here up above High on a mountain of love High on a mountain of love High on a mountain of love I remember dancing to this song, man. You know, my school always had oldies dances and just loved them. So tell us yeah. a little bit about this song. Well, you know, this song was never a single for me. Uh, I, I recorded it in an album, and uh, it was first recorded about 1957 by a guy named Harold Dorman out of Memphis. Uh, he had a big hit with it, and there have been, there've been a couple other hits with it uh, through the years, but we did it in an album, but it's still... One of my most requested songs when I, when I I do a long show sometimes they just want to hear it because it's such a it has a great dance beat but I I'm so I was so surprised at all the requests I'd get to do that song since it was kind of an album cut you know and almost undiscovered as far as as, as my recording was concerned but you know a lot of people were asking for it and it's really a fun song to sing too. Well, amazing. I mean. Listen again. I think the whole world knows that song. Come on, everybody was yeah, dancing no. to it. So we have time for one more song. Um, I'm gonna play. I use the soap. <laughs> okay, because the song. Listen, the, the title is deceiving. Okay, the title is deceiving. I cracked up just with the title, but the song is awesome. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna play this. Then we'll have our closing words, and then I'm going to close with the song I opened with, Patches. Okay? Here we go, guys. Okay. Okay. Yes, here we go. I love it. I use the soap to wash the dirt off my face. I write with pencil so that I can't erase But what's to do when someone's taking my place With you, with you I know to stop when the light turns to red And when it rains I know
to the part of the show where first of all I want to say my thank yous to everyone out there listening. I want to say my thank yous to everyone in the chat room, uh, RTR but I want to say my thank yous to you again because you made my day. Okay? Well I'll tell you, I really enjoy this interview. I don't enjoy all my interviews but this has really been fun. Oh thank you. This has been fun. I mean, to me, listen, you are a legend. To most people all over the world, you're a legend. That song, Patches, first and foremost. I mean, look what God has done. Let's give a shout out to God. What do you think? Hey, I give all the glory to God. I mean, without God, I wouldn't be here, right? And, um, Same with me. You know, I want to I want to share this with everyone so you know I'm here to listen to anyone. Um, September is recovery month. And unfortunately, August was the opposite. Um, I changed my life through God 30 years ago. I'm the author of, I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumb ass, guys. And the word ass is in the Bible because it's a donkey. And that was me 30 years ago. And God saved me from it all. And in the middle of the night, I got three messages for prayer from addicts so god is using me and and anyone out there who needs help my services to you are free i'm a nutritional health coach i'm a recovery coach i am here for you so having said that listen dickie lee this interview was incredible one of my top and we're going to do this again um what do you want to say to all your fans listening before we close with patches I just so much appreciate my fans. You know, every 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 one of them. They just you almost wish you could meet every one of them, which you cannot, of course. But I mean, they're they're the reason. You know, they're the reason I've had my success. They're the ones that loved and bought my records. So, what what else can I say? But I adore my fans, and they adore you, baby. And thank you. And here we go. Let's close with patches. Woo. Down by the river that flows by the coal yards Stand wooden houses with shutters torn down There lives a girl everybody calls Patches Patches, my darling, of old shanty When June brought the summer I couldn't wait to make patches my bride Now I don't see how it ever can happen My folks say no, 
and my heart breaks inside. Patches, oh, what can I do? I swear I'll always love you, but a girl from that place will just bring me disgrace. So my folks won't let me love you. Each night I cry as I think of that shanty and pretty patches there watching the door. She doesn't know that I can't come to see her. Patches must. Don't love her no more. I hear a neighbor telling my father. He says a girl named Apaches was found floating face down in that dirty old river that flows by the coal yard. Patches, I'm coming.